Hello everyone and welcome back to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. And it's Ryan, Rybridge. And it's Kurt. How are you all doing this week? I'm tired. I have been dealing with major technical difficulties. It's kind of a miracle I was able to record this thing to begin with. Yeah, we're out here burning the midnight oil almost. We usually record for me and Galen's uh, daytimes and Kite's nighttime, and this time we're going opposite. And uh, it's just about my bedtime, but we're going to push through this and we're going to have a great podcast today. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Let's just begin with our first topic for episode seven. Yeah. Let's go ahead and dive into the FFBE recap of the week. Uh, we had Aerith and Red 13 pop. We had the color fields from the new story event. And that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Still waiting the... on Item World to come back. Which, yeah, uh, I think be... they finally did schedule Item World. I think that's supposed to be this week now. Yep, yep. they were yep. scheduled and they will give us a compensation of 70 red potions for the Steel Castle event. Uh, that's Seven or 70? A... Seven zero. Yeah. No, it's, they're giving us a lot. Yeah, they're giving us a lot of them, which is. Uh, you see, when I already, read that announcement, yet, my brain translated that like, um, you know, the blue potions are worth ten energy. So I thought for a second the red somehow meant that we were getting seven red potions. Ah, uh, yes, yes, no, no, no. 70, oh, I mean, okay, all right. Well, that's cool. I'm already sitting on a lot, so. Cool. That'll I have seventy right now. <laughs> I have about one hundred fifty or something. I think I have about two hundred to three hundred around there. I I am bad with item world. I, I the grind has just really gotten to me on that one. It's just yes, really tedious. Yeah, I'll burn all of mine when I like have a weapon I really really want to get done. Yeah, uh, I think I I think I had a lot until once I tried to run the. Um, well, for some reason, I just wanted to run the uh, Thor's hammer for my demon rain, and I it took me two item worlds to get that rare on that one. <laughs> two like full week events or two runs? Oh, two full weeks. Ooh. I didn't get. I ran it legit the entire time and got zero rares, and wow. then oh, it took almost the entire time next time before I I finally got that. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, right now I got two that I'm looking at. The Tiger Fang, which is the reward from Dark Beasts, and then Mm -hmm. the uh, Death Sentence, which is Vincent STMR. Those are the two that I'm like, I would love to get those locked down. Yeah, Yeah, I just got the Tiger Fang also, uh, and I'm trying to run those through and uh, finally use my Tifa as well, so I'm looking forward to that. There you go. I got my Tiger Fangs as well to enhance, and... I got Stardust Rod, and... Uh, yeah, I'm waiting till the boosted rare on Stardust Rod, and on Badrosa, and on a few of these other, like, high-tier weapons that I'm just sort of sitting on. What are the other two this week? It's Whips, and it's... Guns. No, we, we know Guns, and we know Claws, and we know Whips, and what's the fourth one? It's blank. Sword. Sword. Oh, sword. No wonder I keep ignoring it. I haven't gotten a decent sword since... Well... Not Lightbringer. What the one? Ragnarok. Well, well, I might have. Yeah, I might have to rerun on Ragnarok as well. You know, underrated. But, wait, mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Wait, we got Soul Saber from the Final Fantasy VI event, which is a really decent two-handed sword. 
Yeah, it's it's decent. Is that a sword or a great sword? Sword, two-handed sword. Okay, yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, if I'm gonna use it on my Edgar, I I'd rather just give him death sentence because he can move guns. Oh, nice. Yeah, underrated sword um, for for tanks that I use all the time now is my uh, onion onion sword. Okay. Um, because it boosts all stats by thirty percent, um, or at least the main one. So basically, you need that. You can use it for your defense and spirit. Um, it also boosts attack. Um, so that's actually underrated. Um, it gives my tanks a nice little boost in their defense and spirit. So which little onion pro tip sword? Because I I'm pretty sure onion blade. Onion, Onion blade, blade from, from Refia. Oh, Refia's that's Refia's STMR. STMR. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like I somehow pulled four of her. Yeah, Onionite Refia. There we go. Yeah, I pulled her, and I've somehow gotten four of her. I don't know how. I got <laughs> two of her on Damn. But... Hey, sometimes that just happens, okay? Like, RNG is gonna RNG ya. Yeah. Well, I've already pulled um six um shoot what's her, what's her name ah oh, the fan festa vampire unit how am i forgetting her name Elsparis? i've gotten six of her all off banner wow i don't know how shoot. Yeah. Um, Weird, right? yeah i actually have now eight robertas all off banner so anyway um on to some more current stuff did any of you guys pull on this uh ff7 event not really nope. okay so i kept my Summon tickets for this one because I they still got my Barrett and Kate sits going on, and they were my bonus units once again. Hooray! Thank you from the previous FF7 event and off banners. I only did, I only pulled with the ten percent five star ticket, and I got bad. Yep, you know it, bad, bad three star base. <laughs> nice. At least I'm I'm now set with tickets. I'm waiting for Charlotte to come. Ah, nice. And she's pretty soon. She's very likely. I, I can't next. guarantee anything at this point. Very likely our next story event. Yep, mm -hmm. that's gonna be the next one. Next month, third year. We think they could swap her again, like they swapped uh, Axstar and Crimson. I I leave nothing to chance anymore. I refuse to yep. say anything definitively because the schedule is not. It is not. It is just not. Yeah, that is. So true, by making these true. grand statements, of, this will happen next week. We're pretty much guaranteed to be wrong every time. <laughs> we could say the sky will be blue next week, and Gumi will find a way to make that incorrect. True. Anyway, this stuff um, happens a lot. <laughs> No, it does. I mean, and, and it just shows the more the they're making a conscious effort over there to deviate from from yeah. JP. We've been talking about a lot. On, we um, talk recently. about this a lot. Is that people who follow the Japanese schedule, the previously existing schedule, like the gospel, are wrong, and they deserve to feel wrong. <laughs> no good comes from it. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I'm I'm waiting here. I'm I'm trying to brag. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about how much I wanted to pull on this banner and mm -hmm. how I've been saving my resources. And I basically had just enough time to get thirty thousand lapis. I had about, including the tickets from from the King Mog, uh, f about fifty tickets. So I was able to pull four Aerith, only one red thirteen, but four Aerith. Wow. I will take that. Anyway. Whoa. So not I got um 
Let's see. Just from going through the banner, just uh-huh. a step up, 30,000 Lapis netted me two Aerith, one Red 13. Then I got the um, ticket, the 30% ticket, Aerith number three. There you go. That's the first time I've actually gotten that. And then uh, once I was down to maybe about five tickets, Aerith number four came down. She liked you. Damn. Yeah. So I can't. I, I almost can't wait for this banner to end so I can fuse her and get that STMR. And I'm pretty much done with the King Mog at this point with the ridiculous bonus I have. But I do want to keep playing it just because I love um, as much of that FF7 soundtrack stuff I can get playing through there. I'm going to do so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, we had the Final Fantasy VII Symphonic Reunion concert here in Los Angeles. Uh, it sounds like they're going to make a DVD of it if you miss the show. So... I say it sounds like because I didn't see any cameras, but this was at the Dolby Theater where they filmed the Oscars, so they were somewhere. Oh, I will buy that. I'm still pretty sad I, I, I wasn't able to go. I'm sad I couldn't go. And then you got the uh, first peek of the uh, remake trailer, so that's pretty cool. That game is never coming out. I don't care what the demo says. I don't care what the release date says. We are never, ever, ever going to see the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. That's in the same realm yeah. as Half-Life 3 or Duke Nukem Forever, but good this time. You are a pessimist, sir. Yes, I am. <laughs> damn, damn. So, yeah, no, this is this is not a thing that's real. This is smoke and mirrors, and <laughs> until it's actually, like, available to be downloaded, I don't think it exists. You're and that's be the an only optimist. way I will save myself from disappointment. I, I I made my first huge pre-order ever on this. I pre-ordered the oh, whole God. shebang. Uh, I'm getting that high art. So I am going to be putting um, money aside for the next 10 months. I've already budgeted out how much I need. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting it in. Uh, well, good luck. It's going to be fun. I it's hope you be do fun. get it in. I, I hope it's real. Cross fingers. Cross fingers. Yep. I'm crossing my toes, too. I'll tell you that. That sounds painful. <laughs> Is that possible? Actually, no. my, right, my, well. I, I, I have, have very weird joints, so my toes are actually um, almost perpetually crossed for comfort. I like to cross my toes. I'm weird like that. Okay. So we learned something new about me today, right? <laughs> Damn. Fair enough. Wow. Well, on the subject oh, of my... pessimistic predictions and likely being wrong about everything, what do we think we're actually going to get by next week? Uh, as we're recording this, the news has not come out yet, so we could be saying some things that are grossly incorrect, uh... and y'all can laugh at us when this comes out. I legit <laughs> have no real what? idea. I'm kind of thinking maybe it's going to be the FF7 raid with Zack and... I, I, I really don't think so. I think that's what either. most people are kind of leaning towards in their predictions. I have another take. Oh, let's hear it. We just uh, had uh, Trials of Mana, a.k.a. Seiken Densetsu 3, finally announced for the States as part of both Collection of Mana and the 3D remake. Finally, after 20-something years... This would be the perfect time to capital. This would be the perfect time to capitalize on that hype and finally give us the uh, Sega Densetsu Three and Secret of Mana uh, Seven Stars. You know what? I think you're on mm. something there. Is that something? Yeah. That's something. We never had Randy for like almost 
half a year. Dang. Yeah. And they did say in the last update video that it was coming uh, with Hiroki's famous line, soon. Yeah. But they also said very soon, kind of like... <laughs> So that, that actually is a pretty good option. So yeah, I, I kind of think we're going to be holding off on the other half of FF7, largely because I think FF7 fans will be tapped, and I think they want to try to give give them a chance to cool off and then push for Zack and Yuffie. It feels like it'd be a good move to go for Secret of Mana here, because that's kind of counter-programming. Uh, my question is, is this going to be a raid or a King Mog, though? I have no idea. That's Second that's that Setsu 3... Second, that Setsu 3 will be a King Mog event for sure, but we don't have any other announcements about the 5-star guaranteed special ticket. While the Secret of Mana return, it's a raid. So we could be getting just the 7-star version of uh, Randy and Flammy, I believe is who the other one was on the uh, yep. on that one. So I, I don't know. If, if I had to bet, I'd bet on that one, and maybe we'll get SD3 down the road. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, I think it'd be smart for them to hold off on the FF7 too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one that I don't really care too much about, but I would definitely kind of like to hold back just because I like anything FF7. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I'm more interested in Yuffie as well. I, I, don't, I don't know. Zach, I like Zach, um, but I kind of want Yuffie. <laughs> I wanted Yuffie for the longest time for certain reasons having to do with another character. And then Leela got these incredible upgrades, and I keep gushing about the fact that Leela got these upgrades, so now 2B has a chain partner, so I don't need to pull on Yuffie. Mmm, good point. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting week, I think. This is going yeah, to be an say, interesting yeah. week. I have no idea what's actually going to happen. You know what, there is a third possibility that's kind of been in the back of my mind. Um, okay. That might happen, might happen this week. I would say this is the least likely but it's still, like, uh -huh. in the possibility realm. And uh -huh. that is Octopath Traveler just released on PC, and we know there's a crossover for that, too, that came out oh, right. right around right. this time in Japan. Also right. I, I'm with you there. So uh. I, I think those are our three, like, real options for this week. It could be FF7, it could be Secret of Mana, it could, on an outside chance, be Octopath. Or it could be something we haven't anticipated. It could be another global exclusive summer event. Oh, oh God. Who knows? <laughs> Please. No. Hey, we, we already have shirtless nickel, and then we have the new, like, lady fan services. So what about, like, summer Reagan and Ignacio? Like, how about that? <laughs> oh. oh, no! Summer Ignacio <laughs> would be so great. It would, wouldn't it? I thought, it, I thought Ignacio would be better for Christmas. Christmas also a good choice. Like a it would, yeah, yeah. I'm just Man, saying, they've shown no. a willingness to do this before, and that produced at least one really incredible unit. Like, Shirtless Nickel, uh, Seaside Nickel, still has places in my rotation, despite uh, his perpetual lack of armor. Um, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Summer Ignacio, he better be in a freaking Speedo. I, I think that's going to be more Seaguard's <laughs> job, don't you? Oh, oh no. I don't, I don't I, think I, he would I, wear a Speedo. I don't think... I think he would think he's too beautiful for a speedo. I don't know. He strikes you as the one to show off. He strikes you as the one to show off as much as anybody. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh no. Well, now that I've broken the podcast crew, let's all give them a hand, everybody. Why don't we go ahead and move on to our next topic? Oh, that's great. 
All right. So uh, we've also uh, adding our our next thing in is uh, Dissidia, Final Fantasy, Opera, Omnia. What events do we got going on um, right now, Kite? Let's see. Okay, so Lana Charlotte Tycoon has returned to Opera Omnia as a lost chapter with her crystal capacity level awakened to level 60 and her EX weapon. Cool. So how does Lana work on that game? Uh, PvE, please, not PvP. <laughs> mm, yes. I have no idea, but, look, but while I'm looking at it, let us check for some of our other stuff. One second. I know we've got another, um, what we talked about with the alternate costumes, like with uh, Ishtola gets her alternate costume that you can yep. uh, purchase in-game, so that's pretty cool. Yep, she gets her Heaven Sword, or what was the last version of it? The attire that she wore on the next one, that's not the legacy part? Uh, Stormbringers? No. You're talking about the actual the, the only the last time yep the last time I remember is that Ishtola has a different attire on Storm Heavensward. That was during let's see, Alamigo T Alamigo chapter or something? Didn't get too far in uh, FF fourteen. So I don't really uh, know too much about it. I'm I am not an FF fourteen player, but I know the FF fourteen stuff from Brave Exvius, at least. Or some of the April Fool's videos they make every year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on what they did this year. But first, here's Lena. Lena has Rapid Fire, which is a random hit target bravery attack. Random. Which... I don't like that. Alright, go on. Well, after after three use, it's it's become rep, it has become rapid fire plus, which is now fifteen hits. Okay. Well, it doesn't have well, it doesn't have any HP attack on it, but I don't know. Maybe it her it maybe it's her extensions. The next one is the Windrake Arrow, which increases brave based on initial brave plus HP attack. So, so that's only for self. She boosts her own bravery, and then adds another HP attack follow up. And has a buff that's called Windrake's Ward. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if you got her EX weapon, which is called the Avis Killer, she gets the EX scale Brave Phoenix, which grants the party Brave based on their own initial Brave, and a two-hit group range Brave attack and group HP attack, which is... It's not a split damage, but it's the equal HP attack that you, in, you inflict on the enemies. Which can also over, which can also over overflow. Okay, so that sounds pretty pretty powerful. Okay, how does she compare to uh, like Quistis? She she and Quistis are completely different in terms of their skills. Quistis is more like a delay action delay user, mm. while her EX skill doesn't have any HP attack unless it's a hundred percent unless she reaches a hundred percent of her maximum bravery. Quistis is more of a greater delayer unit or character, similar to what Yishtola did, which or Setzer did with their extensions or enhancements on their weapon passives. 
such as Stone for Yashtola, which can delay an enemy's action for a while, and Setzer's Red Card, which can delay an action if he has his other tier weapon mastered. Oh, I okay. have no idea about Lena right now, but her random but her random hit target brave attack for rapid fire, it seems to be pretty good on certain situations, such as her lost chapter. Nice. Yeah, I haven't actually got to start that one yet. It just dropped today, right? As far as I, I know. Um, it dropped I mean, like several... Yesterday, I think. Okay, yesterday. I think it dropped yesterday. Uh, so yeah, I just haven't got a chance to, to jump onto that one yet. But you also, we also have those summer events going on, which are uh, pretty interesting. I don't know if you know anything about that, how that, that works. Mm, hold on, let me just look, take a look at it. But yeah, just for a basic reference here, all of, all of the Final Fantasy V characters has their mastery mechanic, similar to how do you master their job and, has, and they have a three-star on their head. So <laughs> it's a really good reference. Okay, so summer event. Summer event. They they have a multi. They have a login reward. I think it has a login login reward or chocobo panels. Okay. But the last time I checked, it's a chocobo panels, which you can ha you you must do specific tasks or missions, so that you can get special rewards such as gems, draw tickets, power and guard orbs, power tokens, and a lot more. And there is a joint event in which, if you do a certain co-op on one type of event, everybody gets a reward based on the number of gold tokens all players get during the event. So I think we got like about two or th two or almost two point five million gold tokens now, because it, it, it even though you don't play, even though you don't play the co-op, everybody still okay. gets it as long. As, as, long, as long as you redeem it on your rewards list before the event expires. So, there's lots of high shards, draw tickets, artifacts, which can du triple, double or triple your resources when doing quests. Of course, there's also gems, armor tokens, and much more. Yeah. I mean, this is a really cool event for, for someone like me who's, who's kind of... Um, I mean, I don't know if I could say I'm newer, but I guess newly returning to the game. It's really cool. I mean, I'm because leveling my characters has been a struggle, um, and everybody's on my friend list is just just beast mode over there, and my characters are just nothing. So these are cool because I mean, the events themselves, I can't even like. There's three different tiers, and, and I can do the first tiers events. This, I can't even finish the second tiers very well. I can't even touch the third. So the fact that I'm still able to get some rewards from from the community going and doing this, I, I think this is a really cool thing. Yeah, I've always been exactly. a fan of whenever community rewards get put into play. It encourages people to do the event not just for themselves, but for everyone else as well. And the more people who do it, the more rewards you get in the long term anyway. So I think it's a good way to create engagement. Maybe false engagement, but engagement nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, no doubt engagement nonetheless. Yeah, I've gotten all, like man probably like a good 20 or more draw tickets that i'm still trying to throw onto golbez's banner um haven't gotten his ex yet uh, i probably won't I, at this point but right hey. i prob 
I gambled on the draw tickets on Golbez's banner. I got his CP35 scales. Yeah, I got those ones as well. Um, but yeah, I, I want the I want the EX weapon because that's where it's really at, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you want the good stuff. Who doesn't? Yeah, you, got, you wanted the best weapon there is. Who doesn't? And just on mm. another note, we we still have the portal app event for DFFOO, so. We got our 80,000 points and 600,000 points completed. So what's left is the 1.2 million and 1.3 million points. So that's 15 draw tickets and 20 armor tokens and one power stone to go. So if you guys ever go to the Final Fantasy Portal app and look at what, what's in store for Opera Omnia, make sure you get Make sure you get up to date on on stuff like that, or getting points so that everybody in global will get these awesome rewards as well. It will last until June thirty. On. Okay. Right on. So, I'm just gonna change gears ever so slightly. Over in Valkyrie Anatomia, we're now on the second week of the. My God, this is a title. Donmachi, aka. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? That's the name of this anime crossover event. Okay. Say what? Yeah, no. Uh, we got Hestia and Eyes Wallenstein. Wallenstein? Very, like, middle European name. Uh, Hestia is a wacky character. Like, there's no other character like her in the game. Uh, for one thing, her, her Purify attack, her Limit Burst is just a party buff. It doesn't even uh, it doesn't even do damage. Makes her makes her the only non-attacker in the game in that regard. Second, uh, her attacks aren't even her. She summons the protagonist of the anime and he attacks for her while she cheers while she cheerleads in the background. And <laughs> finally, uh, she actually has a party skill. Uh, sorry, she actually has a passive skill which gives a party-wide uh, ailment resistance to certain uh, certain status ailments. No other character in the game works this way. It, it, she's actually quite baffling for that reason, but she's also quite good. So I find myself very conflicted about this particular crossover because you have this, like, Valkyrie Anatomy is this very serious kind of deep series, Valkyrie Profile series, and the writers have actually been doing a pretty good job of tying in things from the original Valkyrie Profile and Valkyrie Profile 2 and Cover to the Plume, and they've really been making a point of pushing that angle very hard. Only to have it cross over with this giant ball of fan service for no good reason. I don't know what the hell this crossover is, or why this Hestia character is so good. I'm very, very confused by all this, I have to admit. Sounds interesting. I mean, it's, Valkyrie is just a game that's uh, continuing to amaze me in the types of crossovers that they do. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're so serious, and yet they're so open to, to doing things that are just kind of way out of their league, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, again, first we had Full Metal Alchemist, then we had this other game, Crash Fever, which, again, I've never heard of, but Chilin turned into an amazing mage. And now we have uh, Danmachi, which is apparently very famous. Uh, a member of my Twitch chat is actually very, very, very big fan of the show, so um, he was giving me the update on how these characters work and why they work. And uh, fun fact, there is actually a mobile game for Danmachi. Uh, I believe it's called Memoria Freeze or something like that. And this member of my Twitch chat, he goes by Spacebird, he actually said to me 
that Valkyrie Anatomia may actually be more true to the canon of the show than the actual uh, Danmachi game, which I find very hilarious. Because it shows, oh. despite this <laughs> stupid giant ball of fan service we've been subjected to, that the writers still care. Uh, wow, okay. I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, it, it's hard for me to really figure out what the game on that is, but... At the same time, I'm looking at it and going, you know what? This is... It's weird, but these characters are really good. Hestia is definitely the star of the banner. Uh, Hestia, again, she has all those wacky abilities. She's so niche it hurts. Uh, the other character, Eyes Well and Seen, she's just a lightning attacker, and you get a bunch of those. She doesn't really have anything special about her. She has high guard break, and that's about it. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, this one just cropped into my head because you were talking about lost chapters and stuff. I realized that, oh, I should probably take, like, five minutes to talk about this nonsense. Because this is nonsense. I don't know what the heck this crossover is, but the characters I are mean, good. If you're a fan of the show, they're worth getting. I, I appreciate hearing about that. Um, just just for the name, almost. I mean, <laughs> Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Damn. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. But from a perspective point of view, sometimes even the most funniest of animes or games that we all know and know and go WTF about can go all serious in a in a super serious storyline such as Valkyrie Profile. Oh, yeah, and the opposite is also true. Val even Valkyrie Profile has had his occasionally funny moments. Um, in fact, in this game, in particular, Leneth has her snark turned up to 11, so whenever she has to deal with someone like Hestia, she makes her annoyance with the situation very clear, and it is very amusing. <laughs> I, I kind of remember that thing with Arngrim and Jolanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tea house scene where he's just slumped over in desperation because she's eating, like, everything and has no way to pay for it. Oh yeah, no, God. it's just little stuff like that. So, yeah, no, obviously there's ways to get the tone in line. It feels like a weird crossover to me. I don't know. This was, unlike Crash Fever, this is not global exclusive. This one originally came from Japan, so um, this one had at least that history. All right, legit, legit to me, you know? That's what I say to it. I still find the dynamics of how these games or animes like that to be put in a very serious atmosphere. It can be really interesting to see another side of themselves outside the box. Yeah. That's my only opinion about it. Uh, I, I think it's it's kind of keeps the games refreshing, too, and they don't take themselves too seriously, you know? It's like it they're open to stuff like that. Moments yeah. of levity help, especially when the other event going on right now is about a side character named Sadamitsu, and that one's, like, really heavy. That's about, like, his whole squad dying, and then he has to now, hundreds of years later, get revenge for it. It's it's okay. That's That's a thing. <laughs> wow. All right on. Yeah, I I did I do like the story in that game. It's it works. Just, yeah, I'd probably play it more too, but it takes so long. It needs so much dedication. It does. It is it is a game that requires your attention. If you're not willing to put in the attention, it is not a game for you. I've been a Valkyrie Profile fan for so long that it makes sense for me to do it, but um, right. 
Yeah, I I don't know how an outsider to the series would want to get involved in this. I don't I don't see how that happens. <laughs> nice. And from there, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. So, who do you guys think won E3? Phoenix won, period. Don't at me. I don't care. People over there on my Twitter talking about Nintendo and their Banjo-Kazooie. As much as I love Banjo-Kazooie and it was one of my favorite N64 games, I think it's underrated. Sorry, Square Enix won it. I'm sorry, I'm with Nintendo on this one. Ah, okay. All right. I, I respect that. Like, I Mario Maker 2 looks incredible. They did the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, which I was not a fan of Breath of the Wild 1, but I at least respect the heck out of them for, like, continuing to push in that direction. Um, hopefully this game actually has hitboxes that work this time, and, you know, maybe controls <laughs> that let me change controls. Um, oh. I think I still think that either Nintendo or Square Enix won or something. Uh, I'm in between. That's I'm in between, so I can't even... You know what? No, yeah. I'm changing my uh, answer. Nintendo did not win. Sony won because they didn't even show up. They're just like, I don't care about this. I'm out. They won. What? Uh, no, 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 no. You can't win without showing up. Sorry. Yes, you can. That's how you win. <laughs> no. Not being part of that nonsense is exactly how you win. Mm -hmm. what anyway but yeah i mean it's it's one of those two i mean they they both had had great showings overall um but obviously i'm gonna just admit my bias and love for for square enix and uh well the one thing i'm really concerned about from nintendo have you guys seen much on the mario kart mobile game Mario Kart Mobile? How did, how did I miss that? I, what? I have not. Yeah, so they're doing a Mario Kart Mobile, and it is, um, I guess can be best described as a pay-to-win nightmare. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it, it's bad. Um, gotcha nope. mechanics for the drivers, including bonuses on tracks. Um, no, uh, oh, sorry, random-only multiplayer, so they're doing that thing again. Uh, and basically the way the premium currency works at the moment is even in beta, like in order to get anywhere, you have to get the premium currency and in beta, there's no way to buy the premium currency, but if their win amounts are any indication, yeah, it's either going to be a, a ridiculous grind or full on gotcha go. This uh, sounds like Super Mario Run in a more hideous way. No, Super Mario uh, 1 was just a game you bought and you played. You paid $10, you played a video game. That's how it should work, ideally. But, nope. Uh, Mario Kart Mobile is, uh, again, very much a pay-to-win nightmare, it seems like. And that is one thing that came out of E3 that I was very disappointed in. Early beta responses have not been positive. Yeah. Usually Nintendo's pretty calculated with that kind of stuff with their with their big titles like that. So that's kind of uh, disheartening. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not the first time, obviously, that they've gone the way of the hard gotcha. I mean, just look at Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah. That's Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. But I just feel yeah. like this sort of predatory monetization doesn't really fit their business model. It's never been the Nintendo thing. Yeah, Their games have yeah. DLC, but it's always product DLC. It's like, pay $10, get extra content. Get the season pass for Fire Emblem Warriors, you get three extra scenarios and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like... Yeah, that's kind of uh, I'm not not a fan, and and hopefully they they'll get enough backlash to not 
it's 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 kind of hard not to win with a game like that you know not to not to make some profit because mario kart has enough of a fan base that unless they release it and it's unplayable like another game we <laughs> talked about that it's it's gonna it's gonna get them money i mean, I mean yeah of course mario kart has been actually the best-selling game on basically all of their consoles which you wouldn't think it but if you actually look at their sales numbers, Mario Kart tops basically every console they've had since the Super Nintendo, which is really bizarre. But it's apparently their biggest franchise, and I wouldn't have thought it with all the hype around Smash, or just played out Super Mario World, or Legend of Zelda. No, it's Mario Kart. I would have believed they were number two buff behind Smash, but I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. Um... Cool. I mean, I, yeah, well, I'm a, I, mean, I love Mario Kart as yeah, well. <laughs> no, it sells better than Pokemon even, which is really incredible when you think about how Pokemon is a system seller. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that Mario Kart has basically always been this like grinder of a sale, like mm. every time it comes out on a system, it always tops the charts. So I'm just like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so them them pushing the monetization this way on Mario Kart Mobile, that is some bad news out of E3. Okay. See, there we go. They lost because of that. Square Enix wins. I still say Sony won because they didn't bother. <laughs> Square Enix, come on. We got the FF7 remake, which, which will you never deny come out. Exists. Then we got... Um, Collections FF8 of Mana. Okay, yes. Collection of Mana. I'm very excited about that. Mana. And the Sega Densetsu 3 3D remake. Crystal Chronicles? I don't know. I like, I like Crystal Chronicles. Uh, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. I heard there was news about Crystal Chronicles, and not a single shred of that news actually made it to me. So I don't know what's going on with that. It didn't seem to be covered on any of the sites I was reading. No one's actually telling me about it. So I know there's Crystal Chronicles news out there with a giant quotation mark around it, but no one told me what the heck that news actually was. Kind of got drowned out. I mean, it looks to from what it looked like to me, it was just basically a a, a remake or not a remake, like a remaster. Um, I didn't really do much exploring because again, I mean, they, they, it was almost like news overload from there. They just announced so many titles. Yeah, um, but it looks to be a remake. I mean, Crystal Chronicles was not many people's favorites. I mean, most people didn't even buy it at all. But uh, I enjoyed it. I I liked playing it. I don't know if I'm honestly will get it again, but. Uh, I rented the first one back when renting games from Blockbuster was still a thing. I enjoyed it well <laughs> enough. Um, I would like to give it another shot, but that seems to be the kind of game that I'd really want to play multiplayer, and I just don't have anyone to play multiplayer with. Yeah. We can talk about one um, gotcha of theirs that's related to another gotcha that we all talk about is War of the Visions Final Fantasy Brave Exvius was... Yeah. Also showcased mildly there. Trailer. Yeah, uh, so that opening trailer, uh, I'm just going to be the sound guy here for just a moment. Who <laughs> hired that narrator? What was that guy? <laughs> oh my god, he sounded completely bored. I don't think he understood how to pronounce most of the words <laughs> he said, despite the fact that he was pretty clearly a native English speaker, so there was really no excuse for that. They gave us a good idea of the factions, I guess, but not how they relate to each other, not what the actual backing of the story is. We saw, like, a second of gameplay, and that narrator just made me want to punch my screen. Who was that guy? <laughs> not, not, not the I, best I, narrator. I, I... I just, I just, I, can, I just can't feel the hype right there, but, uh, no, 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 no. 
Well, but... I've always been a fan of these, like, strategy RPG... I don't want to say I've always been a fan, because actually that's not true. I'm very rarely a fan, but the ones I like, I love. I'm a big Final mm. Fantasy Tactics fan, big Ogre Battle fan. Basically, if it has Yasumi Matsuno's name on it, I'm there. Um, mm. The last one they did was Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together on the PlayStation Portable. That was great. Um, I'm playing through a game that's very FFT-inspired on stream right now called Fell Seal. It's by a company called Six Eyes. That's really good. The... Um, the thing with what I saw in this trailer, though, there was very little bit about that gameplay, and I mean right. very little. We got all this art, and we got all this description about characters by a guy who had no idea what he was describing. I'm never going to stop harping on this guy. This this dude, who hired him? <laughs> um, maybe maybe he's an in I, No, I'd say he, maybe he's an intern, but he sounded way too old to be an intern, so there's no way. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they grabbed, like, the mailroom guy. Probably. Probably. Um, hey, you want your big shot? Yeah, man. Let's yeah, let's it. do it. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we see very little of the gameplay, but it looks like that same sort of square grid-based, uh, terrain-dependent strategy RPG style. Uh, very reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics, which I mentioned before. Here's uh, my yeah. weirdness mm -hmm. on that one. Here's where I kind of look at that and go, I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. Have we actually confirmed this thing is a gotcha game? That's a good question. Uh, that it is seems very... so, but... It seems so, but have we confirmed it? No. It's still questionable for... It's, it's well, going to be on mobile, right? I mean, Well, yeah, but you so don't is Final Fantasy Dimensions. Mobile. That's a real game you can play just as a game you buy, so that doesn't actually mean much. Here's the thing, and this is like a wild, like, borderline tinfoil hat level theory. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. There probably isn't much of a real leg for me to stand out here. But the thing that always struck me about Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is it is trying really, really hard at times to find its own voice. It doesn't always succeed in this regard, but narratively speaking, it really is trying to do its own thing and tell its own cohesive story. I really get the impression that these writers want to make a more traditional game and basically just got told, no, you're making a gotcha, deal with it. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if War of the Visions, which obviously takes... Uh, a title cue, if nothing else, from Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. I'm wondering if this is actually just a game they plan to release. I mean, okay, maybe on mobile. It's it's a long shot theory. It's, again, borderline tinfoil hat and probably is no real basis in reality. It's very I mean, likely wishful thinking think. on my part, but I'm not sure it's impossible. It's not impossible. You're you're making me think. I mean, I think we all just kind of did assume it's a, it's a gacha. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 ba they're basically playing off off of FFBE. I mean, if yeah. they, they want people who play FFBE to transfer over to that um, at the very least. So, I mean, you want that audience there. Um, I mean, it could maybe it's not. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I'll say this. The, the writers for this are pretty, you know, they've developed a pretty good world, and uh, maybe yeah. they do want their shot. It's it's possible. I mean, but I still think it's going to be a gotcha. It's, it's almost it's definitely going to be a gotcha. Be a gotcha. I, again, that theory is absolute hogwash, and even I know it, but it isn't. Again, it's not totally dead in the water until they've confirmed something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, I mean is, is this the first real e3 we've ever had where where we're getting gotcha game showcased you know to be honest other than fire emblem heroes yeah probably i'm, I'm pretty sure fire emblem heroes got a showcase but 
maybe Fake Grand Order? Did Fake Grand Order ever make it to E3? Uh, They're big enough. They? they do a lot of business. I've never played Fake Grand Order myself, so I can't confirm or deny that. But, I mean, it just makes me think it now, you know, we're seeing the gotchas on the big stage at, at something like E3. I mean, it's... They ain't going away. They're nope. they're 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 just growing and, and growing and growing. Um, so that's. I mean, they are the mobile market, which is probably the biggest nail in the idea of War of the Visions being a standalone title, in that coffin. But um, hey. they are like the way mobile work. But I mean, we're kind of in a position where I'm not sure how long Gotcha games are actually going to be viable. We talked about this a little bit last week or the week before, but. Um, there's starting to be increasing scrutiny and increasing legislation against loot boxes and RNG-based uh, payment mechanics. Just don't. I I honestly kind of think they're here to stay in 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 the U.S. and in, in our capitalist society. I mean, yeah, the only place we've seen it is was in Belgium where they're they're banning them. But they're I mean they're a whole other country. You know, no, there's legislation here in the I, states. I, it may or may not pass, but it's been introduced a few pass. times now. It's not going to pass. I mean, I don't have faith it's going to pass. Um, I don't know what introduced. I'm just saying that if enough people are paying attention to this and scrutinizing it as such, I mean, yes, in our capitalist society, they could get away with a lot, but you know what most places don't get away with? Gambling. Mm. When was the last time you went to Los Angeles and went to a casino here or where you live in San Diego? We don't have those. Gambling is it's becoming increasingly accepted. I mean, I'm on the sports end as well, and actually, we're getting uh, legalized sports gambling across the 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 board is basically legalized. Um, other the these uh, daily fantasy apps are getting huge, and and basically, they've got a ton of money behind not becoming illegal. Um, yeah. And and I mean, now we're we're getting to the point where you have lobbyists versus a few voices talking about in you know injustice i mean i i think in the end knowing our how our political system works here money is is usually what wins out um and and as predatory as these are <laughs> uh, I, I think the money's gonna win out in the end um i'm not so sure about that i think i think we're kind of hitting a sea change i really do i think that i think that people are kind of starting to get fed up with the way the system works and i certainly think that I certainly think that my gut is telling me the gotcha games days are numbered. I don't know how long could be five years, could be ten, could be next year. Who knows? But I think it's I I think we're gonna start seeing it head on its way out. I really do, and we're gonna need to start seeing a new a new paradigm. We're gonna need to start seeing a new category for this sort of mobile monetization, and got to figure out how to do that. I wonder what's gonna happen. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. The market will adapt. It's just a question of how. That's that's all I, I guess only time <laughs> I guess only time will I guess only time will tell. That's my only hunch. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. Like I'm good at throwing out these crazy theories about what could happen, but the truth is, who the hell knows? We can't even figure out what the heck is gonna happen on FFBE next week, never mind what could happen with large scale legislation or, you know, <laughs> other video games. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny because, like, porn on these ideas, you know, like, I love my, my FFBE, and, and I don't want it to die, but at the same time, it'd be nice if I can just be able to play the game <laughs> yeah. for free. Uh, 
I'm sure we all feel the same way as you do. Uh, like, I, I guess here's time. the real question. Let me go ahead and ask this. If they've stripped out all the gotcha mechanics and all the crossover stuff, and they just focused on FFBE as an actual game, if they started the story over from Rain and Lazarus, all that starting airship heading to the Earth Shrine, would that be a game or a series worth playing? Would we play a game where they just focused on that story of these regular characters up through the end of season two or season three or however far it gets, would that be something we would want to play? That's my thing. I mean, FFBE's story is actually pretty good. Now, if um, they didn't have this stuff in, I would have never given it a chance. I'll say that. Same. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, but now that we've had that chance. But we've had the chance, yeah. I would, you know... It's it's a good enough story. It's it's the only gacha I've played that has a story immersive enough for me. Like like Dissidia Final Fantasy? No. No. No, I would not. I would not play it. You know, if, if um it's mechanics, no. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I feel like depends on the game, but there's enough strength there. Like I know Fate Grand Order, that's another one that has a strong enough story to stand on its own to the point where one of their arcs is actually getting a movie made out of it. Wow. Yeah, that's so I mean there's cases where you could feasibly convert these into actual standalone titles and still stand to make like still stand to make a good game and get an audience engaged. So wow. I mean I, I I certainly don't think from a creative side that any of these creators are in any danger. That's that's not my point at all. I'm just wondering about the genre itself and how that's going to evolve and adapt with changing times and changing needs of players uh, and eventually a changing player base because we're not all going to do this forever, I think. Oh. But, I mean, I think the shelf life's definitely going to get cut down. I mean, would FFBE go past Season 1? Would it ever go have gone past without it being a gotcha? Would it last? I don't think it would last three years like it we're heading into right now. Uh, I mean, again, I'm we're kind of talking about two different things here, but yeah, what if like I mean, what about other kinds of monetization? What if it was a subscription service where you get X, Y, or Z for free as you play, but you're paying in every month? Or what if it was uh, instead of random chance to buy a character, you just all of the characters were these twenty five dollar bundles, and you just buy the characters you want, like stuff like that. Uh, I guess that's an option. That's true. It'll they'll they'll figure it out. And, yeah. Uh, it'll probably be better for us in the end for the player base. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> I don't know. I I I feel like the random chance aspect of gotchas. I I feel like the lottery aspect or the part is the part that is probably most likely to see a change. Um, and we're starting to already see pushback even from just the way step up banners work in other games and how they're starting to look more and more guaranteed. I, I, I feel like... We keep using FIB as an example because that's the one we all play, but um, freaking Valkyrie Anatomia is ridiculously generous on its step-ups. By the third step, you're already at 15% chance of getting the highest rarity thing. 15%, and every time you pull from then on out is that third step. It never re it never resets to one. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we're already starting to see situations where they're kind of encouraging a pay-one-time mentality. I could see games heading in that direction where you just pay into a banner and just get everything on it. That's probably where it's headed. Probably where we're looking to go. 
I mean, then again, again, what do I know? I'm, I play two games and I read about, like, four others. That doesn't exactly make me an expert as much as I like pretending I'm one. Yeah. Same. <laughs> War of the Visions does look pretty cool, though, from the two seconds of gameplay we saw. For the two seconds, two I, I, seconds. I, would, I will definitely try it out. I mean, I'm picky with my games, um, but I'd love for it to be good. I'd love to yeah. play another tactics game uh, style game again. So I'm definitely going to give it a shot. And uh, it looks like we've already got what FF14 on the Japanese side um, confirmed for that. So that should be fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. That You can get your Stolo for that game, can't you? Yep. Um, am, I, am I wrong, or are they with War of the Visions shooting for a simultaneous launch? I feel like that. I, I feel like that's what I've heard, but have, I, have we actually? Do we know that for sure yet? No, I yet. don't think so. Not yet. Because, no idea. Like, on the Japanese side, they already have pre-registration, whereas we don't. I think we're. Yeah, but that doesn't it's mean a whole be... lot. They could just be betaing out there. The global version is still on development. The last time I saw, except for right. certain countries in which they will not be able to release that. Okay, that's interesting uh, information. Why are they not... Uh, what countries are they not able to release? If it says, if Belgium is one of them, then my theory is totally dead because right. that means it's absolutely gotcha at that point. Mainland uh, China was the last was the last thing I see oh, well, on the trailer. China blocks everything, so that doesn't <laughs> surprise me in the least. That doesn't China tell me doesn't squat, it. except it's China. I think that we're only going to be looking at maybe uh, a month or two delay just from the way that they're kind of hyping this up, but yeah, as my take on the Japanese version already has the pre-registration as what you said. For global, it's still quotation on development. I mean, we'll yeah. see how long that takes. I, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see it if it were a. I, I'd love to see it if it were a simultaneous launch. If we didn't have Japan's schedule to rely on, because yeah, man, has that messed up the fan base of FFBE real bad. Oh. Also, I, I just can't wait to see Ayaka and Medina in action. These are the first two original characters that we're getting on War of Divisions. That's confirmed. Wait, hold on. Let's go back a second here. Medina's real. I thought she was just a fairy tale. Yep, she's oh. real. Oh, how about that? The moon hairpin. It's obvious that she has a moon hairpin. So does a lot of other mages. That That's a Magus thing. You have a female yeah. Magus in any of these games. <laughs> they wear the moon hairpin. That's what happens. Freaking uh, the Emperor of Eldor has a moon uh, thing on his, ha on his uh, hat. Yeah. That's literally hey, just that class. Most fairy tales are based on fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was once an old lady who lived in a gingerbread house who liked kidnapping kids. I'm sure that happened. <laughs> probably based on fact. She probably didn't live in a gingerbread house, but she probably liked kidnapping kids. May or may not have thrown them in, in an oven. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, they might they might still be focused on their summoning and visions. So it's still it's still a it's still a fact that they still don't exist in reality, but yeah. you can summon them. We, I, another thing about the trailer that really kind of got to me is we never really learned anything about our protagonists or where they're from, which makes me wonder if there's a faction selection situation going on. Like, you pick Same. a faction and stick with it kind of thing. It's almost an MMO Same. style. 
PvP, homie? That would be interesting if they were PvP. There, you know, there was PvP in the PlayStation version of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions, and that actually worked better than you might think. I actually like that quite a bit. That one. Nice. I don't know. There, there's there's a lot to unpack from that trailer, and I don't think we have enough information yet. What little I saw looked interesting. Um, but by them not naming any main characters or showing off any main character art, and by them by only showing, like, a microsecond of gameplay, it was really about two seconds. I, that's not an exaggeration. It looked like about two seconds of gameplay. Always. Um, <laughs> as long as that narrator isn't the game's narrator, I'll be happy. Go, go back to what you did, Square. Go back to what you did in Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, and hire Simon Templeman. He is awesome. Everything he voices sounds incredible. Ve Victus. And okay. with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with more of the games you love to hate. Y'all have a good one, guys. Yeah. See you later.